Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 28th of August, the 240th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Are you well? I do hope so. I am well, but feeling very impatient. Your fellow listener, Adita Pritika from Tamil Nadu in India, will be here in just a few days. RFI is flying her over on an all-expenses-paid trip because she was the winner of the 2020 EPOP video competition, RFI Clubs category, sponsored by our Planet Radio Department. Due to COVID, it took us a while to be able to get her here, but ça as the French say, we've done it. Oh boy, I can hardly wait to meet her. The 2021 winner in the RFI Clubs category is coming too, but I can't tell you who that is yet. And the winner of the EPOP Science Video Award will be with us too. We're all taking the train down to Marseille for a week-long environmental conference, the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, and lots of video making and sound capturing from your Susan, who does not know how to turn a video camera on. And, of course, fun. So, when we start telling you it's time to make your EPOP videos later this year, are you going to get to work? An all-expenses-paid trip to France, along with a video camera and other video accessories, could be won by you. While we're on the subject of nature and conservation, I read a wonderful article in the New York Times about a tree planting program in Pakistan that I want to share with you. The program is called the 10 Billion Tree Tsunami, and it's happening right now. I'll read to you from the article. In Kiberpaktonkhwa province, residents of all stripes, from government officials to Boy Scouts, fan out along the hills. They bring with them chinar tree saplings, which can grow to nearly 100 feet tall, along with other varieties, and they begin digging. Malik Amin Aslam, Pakistan's Federal Minister for Climate Change, told the New York Times that, and I quote, the cheapest, most effective, and quickest way to fight climate change is to plant trees. He said the initiative is engaging the next generation in the country's battle against climate change. Young people get very excited when they hear about this, Aslam said. It's their future that we're investing in. The rate of new trees has gone up tenfold since the initiative began. Aslam expects another 500 million trees by the end of this year, with the goal of around 3.2 billion by 2023. End quote. Now that is really wonderful news. Listeners in Pakistan, are any of you out planting trees? 
I bet I know who is my brother Mohammed Salim Akhtar Shadhar, the president of the Seven Stars RFI Listeners Club in District Chinio. A school teacher, he regularly plants trees with his students and with his club. We'd all love to see photos of your tree planting initiatives from wherever you live. If you're a member of an RFI English Club or the RFI Listeners Club, you can post your photos directly on the Facebook pages. If not, send them to me and I'll post them for you. And bravo, Pakistan! Taso aure, Susan's B, the Sound Kitchen program ki Radio France International Sara. Are you ready? I do hope so. Because it's... Time for the quiz. On the 17th of July, I asked you a question about the 2021 Cannes Film Festival, which my colleague Olya Horton covered for you in her daily postcard from Cannes articles. In her postcard number eight, Olya wrote about gender equality at the festival, which is not exactly glorious. At Cannes, there has never been a woman as the head of the jury. And when Olya wrote her article, only one woman director had ever won the Palme d'Or, the Golden Palm, Cannes' highest honor. And that was your question. You were to send me the name of, until this year, the only woman director who won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, as well as the name of her film and the year in which she won. The answer is New Zealander Jane Campion for her film The Piano in 1993. Did you see that film? It starred Holly Hunter, Harvey Keitel, Sam Neill, and Anna Paquin, and was set in the mid-19th century. It's about a psychologically mute Scottish woman who travels to a remote part of New Zealand with her young daughter after her arranged marriage to a frontiersman, and it is a rude frontier, and he's not exactly a loving husband either. Holly Hunter's character, Ada McGrath, is a pianist and brings her piano with her from Scotland, but her new husband refuses to bring the piano to his house and leaves it on the beach. Not a very good start for the relationship, and of course it only gets worse. I won't tell you more, but I will tell you it is the first and only time I have ever shouted at a movie screen in public, much to my own surprise. During a terribly dramatic moment, I spontaneously shouted, No! and practically stood up. My girlfriend was yanking me by the arm to sit down and be quiet. As you can tell, I was quite moved by the film, and I highly recommend it. I'm not the only moviegoer who liked it. In addition to the Cannes Palme d'Or, Campion's The Piano won three U.S. Academy Awards in 1994, Best Actress for Hunter, Best Supporting Actress for Paquin, and Best Original Screenplay for Campion. And this year's Palme d'Or at Cannes went to a woman, so now there are two. The award went to Julia Ducourneau, the 37-year-old French director of Titan. The winners of the quiz are... 
RFI Listeners Club members Solomon Fesahasian from Asmara, Eritrea. Hello, Solomon. Long time no here. Welcome back. There's Michael Cunningham from Brisbane, Australia. Hey, Michael. Samhir Mukhopadhyay from Kolkata, India. Hello, Sristi. And Tazrin Ahmed Toma from Naranganj, Bangladesh. Last but certainly not the least, faithful RFI English listener, Miss Arundhate Mukherjee from Barakpur, India. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Earlier this week, RFI English journalist Michael Fitzpatrick wrote about the death of Chad's former dictator, Isen Habre. He was serving a life sentence for war crimes and crimes against humanity in Senegal. As Michael wrote, and I quote, Abre's eight-year rule of Chad was marked by a brutal crackdown on dissent in which more than 40,000 people died, according to investigators, end quote. Local media says Abre died of COVID-19. Coming to power after a coup d'etat, Abre was himself unseated by a coup, and that's your question. In which year was Chad's former dictator, Hissène Abre, forced from power by a coup d'etat, and who was responsible for that coup? Again, write in with the answer to these two questions. In which year was Chad's former dictator, Hissène Abre, forced from power by a coup d'etat, and who was responsible for the coup which forced him out of power. I've posted Michael's article, Chadian War Criminal, Former President Hussein Abre Dies in Senegal, on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages to help you with the answer. You have until the 20th of September to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on September 25th to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. You're listening to The Sound Kitchen on RFI. There was a nice letter in The Sound Kitchen mailbag from RFI Listeners Club member Mouad Belgrid, who lives in Taurodant, Morocco. He wrote, Welcome. How are you? May God bless you with all the best. I am back again with a new message full of vitality and activity after a long absence caused by a full life. I am very happy to communicate with you. I also hope that my message will reach you and you will be well and happy. 
I thank all the radio staff for their efforts to satisfy listeners and to deliver the news to all listeners in all countries. Thank you again. Frankly, I am very pleased to communicate with you, and it is a great honor for me to be a part of your kind family. Thank you, Muad. We're honored to have you as a member of the RFI family, too. Didn't you just go on a bicycle trip in Morocco? Photos, please. I'm Nasser Balahi. Hello from Iraq. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our Sound Kitchen engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in mixing the show. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about the woman who won the prize for Best Actress at the Cannes Film Festival. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. This week, Erwin has chosen a piece of traditional music from Calabria in southern Italy called a tarantella. Tarantelli are folk dances characterized by a fast, upbeat tempo and are especially popular in southern Italy and Argentina. Why the name? Scholars believe that in the Italian province of Taranto, the bite of a locally common type of spider named appropriately tarantula after the region would lead to a hysterical condition known as tarantisma. Hence, fast, crazy dances became known as tarantella. How about that? We have tarantulas in Texas, too. In fact, if you're in the country, you Always turn your shoes upside down and whack them on the floor to ensure there is not a tarantula inside. Their bites can be fatal, and they hurt, that's for sure. So I can certainly imagine dancing all around to deal with the pain, but hopefully I'll never do that or witness it. Calabria's Tarantelli folk music is enough for me. Erwan chose a group from Calabria, appropriately, and the musicians are so young and gifted, they really impressed him. The group is called Nino Triolo, and you'll hear Nino Triolo on the accordion, Marco Manti playing the tambourine, and Jenny Caracciolo singing. Can you sit still through this fast-paced piece? Enjoy. And thanks again for another musical discovery, Erwan. Talk to you all next week.
Should I be? 